today for just a few minutes to the book of John, chapter 21. I'm going to sum this up pretty quick. Most assuredly, verse 18, I say to you, when you're younger, you'll gird, gird yourself up and walk where you wish. But when you're old, this is Jesus speaking to Simon Peter, they will stretch you out, your hands and another will gird you and carry you. Here you do not wish. Carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying by the way or the kind of death through which he would glorify God. He was prophesying his death. As you know, Peter was crucified upside down. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. And I'm going to skip down to verse 21. Peter, seeing John, summing it up, said to Jesus, but, what, but Lord, what about this man? I heard what's going to happen to me, but what about this guy? And he's talking about John. And he said back, Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? <laughs> what is that to you? You mind your own business. What is that to you? You follow me. Everybody say those last words. You follow me. So I want to speak for just a few moments on this because this was an amazing moment. Jesus had risen from the dead and had prepared a restoration meal for Simon Peter. And he asked him three times in the previous verses leading up to where we just read, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And in response, Jesus said, Lord, you know I love you. Then he's kept saying, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. And then comes this prophecy of Christ to Simon Peter. It said there's coming a day that will be different from how you are now. Now you're young and you're strong and you're free to go and do whatever you want to do. But there's coming a day when men will come and bind you. And you're going to die a death that you would never, you're going to walk a path and die a death that you would never choose. And this is, this is what's going to happen. You would never choose this. And this spoke he of the way that he would die, the next verse says. And the first thing that Simon Peter does is when Jesus tells him what his will is for his life is he shifts and he sees John, Jesus' favorite, John who leaned on his breast at the Last Supper, John who was always there, was even John, the book of John says that he was his favorite. And so he looks over and he thinks that he's just been given a death sentence by Jesus. And yet he looks over and he sees John and he asks this question. He said, well, you just told me what is going to happen to me and it's not a, it's not a blessing. <laughs> it's not something I'm going to put on my refrigerator and look forward to that fulfillment of that promise. But he said, he said, what about him? Jesus gives him a stern rebuke. 
when he says, what is it to you how I deal with him? What is it to you that your life is going one way and his life is going another way? I thought you said I was Lord. I thought you said that my will could be done in your life. I thought you said you would follow me. But instead, he begins to look, Simon Peter does, and he says, why is all this bad going to happen to me? Why my family? Why my life? Why my doctor report? Why my business? And look at them. Look at their life. Look at his life. He's never going to die. He's the only one, as a matter of fact, as history would finally play out. All the other disciples were crucified or died some terrible death. Some of them, uh, you, you should read Fox's uh, the, a martyr book. It, it's just, uh, I, I preached on it before and I don't have time to go there. But beheaded and all kinds of deaths. The only one who died of natural causes was John. So, so Simon Peter is saying, Lord, it's not fair. We make a mistake instead of accepting what Jesus allows in our life. He doesn't do it. He doesn't. We live in a natural world. We live in a crazy world. And we live in a world where even other people's choices can affect you and you can be innocent. That's the kind of world we live in. We have free human will. And people say, well, why didn't God step in? Why didn't God stop the car wreck? Why didn't God? Because number one, God does intervene supernaturally and miraculously. But sometimes there's the non-interventions of God. And you're going to get both of them in situations in your life. You're going to get those times where God does step in and God does do a big miracle. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That's the kind of God we serve. But there's others there's other situations, there's other times, like my brother who was 54 years old and died of cancer, like my father who was, who was 56 years of age and died. I've seen good men and women in their prime taken without an explanation. All Jesus offered was a follow me, an invitation. I don't have to explain anything to you. I may never explain this to you. You may never understand this. And Simon Peter's standing there with a question mark for a brain. He's looking and he's saying, this is it? What about him? Why didn't that disciple get the same direction that I got? Do you have favorites? Do you not love me? Do you not favor me? Anytime you get your eyes off of Jesus and get them on someone else, it hinders what God wants to do in your life. Equality cannot be transferred in the kingdom of God. He has a plan for you and he has a plan for me. His plan for me may not be as glorious as his plan for you, but I'll still follow him. His plan for you may be more public and greater than anything I'll ever experience, and my job is to not get my eyes on them, but to keep my eyes on him. And wherever he leads me, I trust him. I hold his hand through sorrow, through brokenness. If I lose everything, wherever I go, I have this firm confidence 
that he is in complete control of my life, not just when good things are happening, not just when I'm getting those good prophecies. You know, Jesus gave him a bad prophecy. See, all we think, we think, we think, we think prophecies are like fortune cookies. I want a word from the Lord. Here comes the word from the Lord. There it goes. Here, here, let, there you go. You ain't looking like you're hungry anyhow. Go ahead. I just feel like throwing them out today. Yeah, I got a prop. I just feel like saying, there it is. It probably says, you shall be rich. You shall never, a good thing is coming. A boyfriend is coming. A, a wife is coming. It's, and there's no time. It never says things like this. Thus saith the Lord, you're about to cry all night. You're about to go through a trial. You're about to have a, a back set like you've never had before. But if you'll follow me and trust me, I'm going to let you mature. I'm going to let you grow. I'm going to let other people see you struggling and in your struggle, they're going to get hope because if they see you haven't given up, they won't give up. Why won't he heal me? I don't want these dumb things. Somebody take why won't he, why did he why does he heal one and doesn't heal the other? Why does he deliver some and doesn't why does he save somebody else's family? But I've been praying, you know, and we almost get an attitude like that during when we go through trials and tribulations. It's kind of like uh, uh, I've been fasting and praying. I paid my tithes. And that thing comes rolling up. Perfect little Leave it to Beaver family. All I'm walking in, all blessed and highly favored of God. And you look at your family and they look like Ozzy Osbourne's family sitting right there, all jacked up, all crazy, all kinds of fussing and fighting out in the parking lot and cussing each other out and coming into church. It's all right. He's still Lord. I tell you, we serve a Savior who says, I'm going to take everything the enemy wants to use against you. I'm going to mess his plans and plots up. God has called us to certain things. And his plan for you is different from his plan for me. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, when you compare yourselves among yourselves, you do not good. When you start saying, if God loves me, he'll bless me like this and he'll do this and look how he's doing that for them and he hasn't done nothing for me. What is that to you? Is all Jesus is going to say. I mean, this is dead serious too because I, I, I'm, I, I'm talking about people who will stand at a grave of somebody you love dearly and you believe with all your heart God would heal them. And I in no way take away from the fact that God does intervene and there are miracles under the sound of my voice in this room and every one of our campuses that wouldn't be here had God not intervened. We had a miracle in our family. My sister's daughter this week was hit by a transfer truck going 60 miles an hour. And if you saw the car, you would say that person is dead. 
and she was three weeks away from getting married, and here comes this crash, and we got that call in the middle of the night, and we didn't know what in the world. All we knew is she was being rushed, and my sister was rushing to the hospital, and God delivered, and she had to have some, of course, some, some, some things done, a surgery on her arm, and this and that, but thanks be unto God, she's alive. She's here. She's here, and I want to testify God does intervene. But I also want to testify that sometimes he sits back and he says, what is it to you if I take you a different path? I still want you to have joy. I still want you to have faith. I still want you to trust me. I still want you to believe. I thought about how that here is Simon Peter saying, saying getting an attitude, what about him? And then you fast forward in the New Testament to the book of Acts chapter 12. Watch this now. And Herod is such a wicked king that he beheads James, cuts his head off, James. And in the cell next to him is Simon Peter. And the king said, as soon as the sun comes up in the morning, cut Simon, cut his head off too. And the church was praying for both of these men at a woman's house named Rhoda. They were having an old-fashioned prayer meeting, pleading the blood of Jesus, crying out, using the name of Jesus, deliver them, oh God, deliver them. And James got his head cut off. 24 hours later, Simon Peter is supposed to be executed. Watch. And God sends an angel to the same jail cell, two cells beside each other. One of them gets their head cut off, and the other one has a jailbreak. The angel opens, has to wake him up, escorts him out, and he goes to the prayer meeting. They open the door, and they're shouting and praising God. His family, Daddy, Daddy, you're home. His wife, because he did have a wife, because he had a mother-in-law that had a fever. I know that. And, 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 so, and so they're all hugging him, and, and Jesus healed the fever, and, but, but he may not heal your fever. And that's not much of a faith message. Yes, it is. You don't even know what faith is. Faith isn't always getting a miracle. Faith is believing even when you don't understand. Faith is believing and trusting even when you don't have an explanation. Faith is standing firm and throwing your hands up and praising God and confessing His Word no matter what you're looking at. And you know what? I, I couldn't help but think about James' family while everybody's shouting. And Simon Peter's wife is hugging him and kissing him. His little children are all over grabbing his legs. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Wonder what James' family was thinking. Wonder what his widow was doing. Isn't that amazing? He's got a problem on one day because this is life, folks. This is how it is. If you're just one of these people, you're going to serve the Lord for what he can give you. Jim, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. You, you're going to have some of those days that will blow your mind. He can do it. But you're also going to have some of those days when he says, I want, you, I want you to follow me for me. I don't want you to follow me for any other reason but because you love me and you want to do what I've called you to do. My assignment for you is one thing. 
feed my sheep. But my assignment for you is on the day of Pentecost, you're going to step out on the streets and you're going to give birth to a mighty church and it's going to send revival that we are a part of to this day. But I also have a plan for John. I'm going to keep him alive and on the Isle of Patmos, I'm going to let my spirit come on him and catch him up into heaven. He's going to write a brochure on heaven and talk about streets of gold and gates of pearl. He's going to give people hope beyond this world and he's got one plan and I've got one plan for you and what's it to you if I want to do that with him I want you to follow me for you well, well why was I abused why was I raped what about them you don't love me why didn't God intervene sometimes it's just we're people's choices if somebody gets drunk today and they go down the road, it's not God and they run into a family and they kill someone. That's not God. That's a human will. Do you want God to suspend human will completely? Well, what, 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 Pastor, what, what are you saying? I'm saying either way, we have to get to a mature faith. We have to get to a place to where we say, whatever happens in my life, in sunshine or rain, I will lift my hands, and though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'll face it with joy. I'll face it with faith. I'll, I'll face it even when I don't understand. Look at Jesus on the cross. Why did God not intervene? Why didn't Jesus on the cross call 10,000 angels like he said I could do if I want to? But he knew by the non-intervention. He could have said, you just wait. You just wait, you who are driving these nails through my hands. He could have flinched his fist and clenched his fist and said, you just wait. I'm going to get you back if it's the last thing I do instead. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Stephen, Stephen, look at Stephen standing there, being stoned to death. Angel, the Bible said his face lit up like an angel, and they could not resist the spirit by which he spoke while they're stoning him. God could have turned those stones into marshmallows. He, he, he let Simon Peter out of that prison, but there came later a time when Paul the apostle gets beat with whips. In Acts 16, he was bloodied and he was beaten and his back was striped. Don't you know God didn't intervene, but he could have, he, he could have turned that whip into wet noodles. He said, no, I've got, a, I've got a cause. I've got a purpose. I'm going to show my glory in lives. And, and sometimes God allows us to go through non-interventions and seasons where he says, you follow me through this thing, and it's not your time for that. It's your time for this. And if I'm allowing you to go through it, even though I'm not doing all this to you, all this bad stuff to you, I promise you I'm going to get glory out of it if you'll follow me. And Stephen is being stoned, and your Bible said there's a guy named Saul of Tarsus who's holding the coats of the stoners. Saul of Tarsus would be converted and become Paul the Apostle. And had Stephen 
not had to deal with the non-intervention of God and the rocks are hitting him and he sees Jesus and he dies seeing Jesus. The Apostle Paul is standing there and something begins to shift in his heart, a, a hater of Christianity. Now something of seed is planted. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes God lets us go through stuff to show his grace to other people that we have no idea what he's doing. I'll, I'll speak for my own family. We've been through things the last few years that I never dreamed we would deal with. I'll never forget my daughter, Courtney. Down in the basement of our home where her bedroom was. We had picked her up from college and what I'm sharing, we've shared before. And it felt like our world was falling to pieces. I never had stuff like this hit my family. I'd pray for you people. I'd try to counsel you people. I'd try to understand and, and, and hear the thing. Oh, my, my child's on this. My child's on that. This and that. And this has happened. And that has happened. And I thought I understood. I thought, I, I really thought I was sincere as I could be. I did not have a clue because we were just the perfect little family. Just the perfect little family. And when that thing hit my family, and I'll never forget the night my daughter's standing in that basement, and she's revealed everything to us and all that has happened and all that she's dealing with, and we're standing there, and me and Sharice look at each other. It's finally come out. We finally heard it all. I thought that was the end of our world and our life. It felt like we were crashing and burning. I fast forward to this past week and that same girl, and the Lord said to me, the Lord said to me, now if she hadn't gone through that, I was thinking about this message. Because I said to God when all that was going, when I really got frustrated on the frustrating days, and I still, we still got stuff we're dealing with. But, and I said, what about that family? I mean, why, 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 do, why are their kids just perfect? Or why is their marriage just perfect? Or why can't Sharice get herself together? We, we fight too much. It's her. What is the deal? Look at those lovey doveys. Look at them. Oh, I'm preaching whether you want to, you just, you just pretend. I don't have time to pretend. I really love my wife. I love her now like I have ne I've always loved her. But I know how to love her now. And I can stand up here and I can tell you, she had about all of me she could stand until we reached a point we had to get help. We had to go to counseling. We still go to counseling. And I don't care what you think about me. All I can tell you is, if you follow him... He'll work it out. I saw that same daughter. And you know, the boy she married, I could not stand him. I had fantasies at night. And I was so wrong. And I fought God and I got angry at God at times and where are you and why is this happening to us? And I didn't know 
that God was going to do something exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. I don't know who I'm preaching to, and if I, if I have to be made a fool and we have to be seen as, as crazy, then so be it. No, you don't have a perfect preacher nor perfect family does he have. But boy, I tell you what we got. We got Jesus' blood for our family. We got Jesus' blood on my children, on their good, on their bad, on my marriage, on my family. And I promise you when the trumpet sounds, we're going to heaven, hallelujah, and I'll follow him. I'll follow him right through every fire I go through. And maybe, just maybe, maybe when we're under the load like we have been through the last few years with divorce and stuff hitting our kids and our family and all kinds of stuff and, oh, my God, addictions and all kinds of stuff, and I could be quiet and I could pretend Praise the Lord. I'm done with that kind of Christianity. I want to tell somebody, I can't promise you it's going to happen like that. I can't promise you you're not going to cry all night. I can't promise you, you can't, you're going to have to go do what you can do and get some help. I can't promise you it's just going to be, bam, a miracle. But I can promise you, if you'll hold to God's unchanging hand, if you'll say, Lord, I will not let go until you bless me and my family, I'm seeing breakthrough in every area of my life right now. Somebody shout. Somebody take a minute and let hell know it's not going to win. The devil is a liar. Satan is a liar. Now, let me tell you, when you're a dangerous Christian, and I'm done, that, that means hurry up. There they are. I love y'all. I love you, Tyler. Thank God for you. You're an amazing father. I never saw it in you, I'll be honest. And Courtney stood up here and preached this week. And, my, and, I, and I just sat there and the Lord just said, you see that? And he said, if I could do it for her, I'm going to do it for Carissa, and I'm going to do it for Caroline, and I'm going to do it for Connor, and I'm going to do it for Drake, and I'm going to do it for Amelia, and I'm going to do it for Elliot, and that one will need double grace. And I'm going to do it for Luca, and I'm going to do it for Leo. See, we're walking through stuff now, like broken family stuff, you know? The kids are dealing with it. That stuff is, you can't put that stuff into words. I come into this place sometimes, I'm so wrecked. I've had such a week, I, I, don't, I don't even know, I don't even hardly know where I am. But I hope that you hear my heart this morning, that you're not alone if you're suffering, you're not alone and you haven't displeased God if you're going through loneliness in this particular season and you're looking at all your friends getting married and you're like, well, what about me? The Lord just sent me to tell you he's got no explanation yet, but he's, he's got an invitation. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me.
sung this last week and I can't get it off my heart. When where he leads me I will follow. Where he leads me I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. You may not understand it. You may have no explanation. He's just saying, come on. I, I promise you I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. You'll fear no evil, for I am with you. Stand to your feet here and no one moving, please, at every campus, just stand to your feet for just a moment. I don't know what you're going through in your family, in your marriage. One of your kids, one of your grandkids, maybe your heart is so heavy. You don't know the kind of week we had. doesn't matter. God's going to get glory out of it. I know it. He already is. He's on the move. I want to tell you, we stepped into another season, by the way. God is moving. Restoration is here. Healing is here. And I'm not speaking about, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm prophesying. This is called prophecy. I'm prophesying over you. It's not coming. It has begun. Despise not the day of small beginnings. It's here. You're seeing the cloud the size of a man's hand. And it may not look like much, but just, just know that if God starts something, he finishes it. Just little, little things are beginning to happen. And he's saying now, like never before, I need you to come grab my arm and follow me. Because I'm going to get glory out of your children. I'm going to get glory. And, and, you know, if they didn't go through the stuff they're going through, I, they, they would not be qualified for what I want to do in their life. And I don't know who I'm preaching to. You may have been told by one of your children, I'm gay. I was raised at that church, and I'm done with that life of I'm following my feelings. And don't hate them, love them, love them, love them, love them, love them, love them. Love like you've never been hurt. Grab them, call them, pick up the phone. Love them, love them, love them, love them, love them. Love never fails. Love never, I, a lot of things will fail. Religion will fail. Legal, the, 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 right, the Bible said that the anger of man, what is the word? The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The wrath, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. In other words, getting madder and madder and madder, it never produces righteousness. What does? Love never fails. 
That's not, that's not weak. That doesn't mean you just let them do what and run all over you. No, 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 you have boundaries. But here's what I'm trying to say to you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I got to obey God right now. I don't know how many more times I'll do this. I don't know how many more sermons I'll get to preach. But an urgency has gripped my life like never before that make every moment, every sermon count. Preach your guts out. Tell the truth. And if you know the Lord speaking to you this morning from the top of the balcony and the overflow of wherever you are right now, at any of our campuses, and you know God is speaking to you and your, whoever you're with, whatever's going on in your life, if you know this is a word from God, get out of your seat and come stand down here this morning, this moment. Because God brought you to this church today. God knows what you're going through. God feels, He is moved. The Bible said that He, that, that, that He, that He, we have not a high priest who is not moved with the feeling of our infirmities. So bring it to Jesus. Bring your family. Bring your loved ones. Come as a family if you need to. Come as a husband and a wife. Come today if you're all by yourself and you feel like nothing's working out and you're so confused and you're saying, what about them? And Jesus is giving you a direct word to your life tonight. You just follow me. You follow me. I will. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But I got to get you where I want you to be. And I know what I'm doing in your life. Charity, would you sing that one more time? Where he leads me, I will follow. Lift your hands and say, I'll follow. going to sing it one more time. One more time, everybody now. Where he leads me. I... Somebody say it from your heart. Somebody lay everything on, even your questions, even your, your lack of explanations. Just lay it on the altar this morning and say, God, it doesn't even really matter. I accept the invitation. I'll follow where he leads me, I will follow. Oh, I'll go with him, with him all the way. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to. We're going to sing one more song, whatever you feel. And I know we're going a little long, but it's all right. 
If you're in this room today or at any of our campuses and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, why do we do this openly and publicly? I read it again in my own personal devotion this week where he said, if you're ashamed to acknowledge me before men, I will not acknowledge you before my angels in heaven. And I've quoted that, but when you read it, I, was, and I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't really thinking, and I just, and it, boom. And I thought, that's important. So if you don't know you're right with God, and maybe you've even the very crisis and breakings and bad situations and non-interventions, let me tell you what God's doing. God's intervening through the non-interventions. He's just doing it. He's, he, he's going to do it a little later than you think. But it brought you here. It tenderized your heart for this moment if you're watching me by television, wherever you are. Pastor, pray for me. I need to get right with God today. Pray for me. I'm so far from God. But I hear him saying, follow me, and I'm ready to follow him. I want to take that nail-scarred hand. Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. Pray for me. If that's you, boldly raise your hand right where you're standing unashamedly acknowledge him. Hands going up all over the room, all over the room. Beautiful, 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 all the way up in the balcony. Yes, 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 yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Praise God. You know, you guys up there that got your hands up on the very back row, God must have wanted you to really get in here because he put you right on the last seats that we had. That's pretty amazing. There's a whole row up there with their hands raised on the very back row. I'm glad you weren't five minutes late. <laughs> pretty amazing. Hallelujah. He knows your name. Everybody pray this prayer out loud and say, Jesus, I will follow you. Wash me. Cleanse me. Use me. Say this, what would you have me to do with the rest of my life? What would you have me do with, with what you've given me, the talents, the abilities? What would you have me do? You know, that's what Paul prayed. What would you have me do with the kind of stuff I've been through? How can I display the grace of God to others by my experience? I will follow. I will follow. I will follow in Jesus' name. Say that name, Jesus. And it is done. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching by Jensen Franklin and thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Your prayers and financial support make these programs possible. For more information about this message and other ministry resources, visit us online at jensenfranklin.tv.